0: Big uh, chair night, and I think, does anyone know what if you didn't hear? But we raised over it was over three thousand dollars, somewhere between three and thirty five hundred. I'm not sure. Um, So that was a big night, and we had so many students uh, come up and just show up in big ways and participate in that. We had our first Friday night this past week, uh, which I was really excited about. Uh, It was awesome, it was amazing. We just had a blast. Uh, Numbers aren't just you know the 600 that. You know, we've been talking about, but we kind of expected that. So, not anyone thinking like, "Oh no, it didn't go good." It went amazing. Um, You know, there's a lot of football games going on. It's kind of the first week, so we're just kind of getting into that, and it'll grow. And we we will have that gym packed out. But you know, I know it. So, John uh, talked last week. He talked about the parable of the talents, and kind of talked about um, how we use our talents and investing in things that are going to make a difference in internal things. we were talking about discipleship, and I'm going to continue on that. And we're going to be reading out of the, uh, the gospel. It's kind of what uh, Jesus was teaching to the disciples at the time. Before we get into it, though, I I, I got to ask you. I've been thinking a lot about uh, collections and, and, and things people collect, and it's been kind of bugging me and uh, thinking about the past couple of days. And and I was thinking about stuff that I collect. First of all, I asked some of the girls yesterday at the prayer meeting. You know, because I wanted to use some examples. They're like, "Well, we don't really collect anything." Uh, I think we all collect something, whether you know it or not. Because I didn't really think when I asked myself the question that I collected anything either. But as I began to think about it the past few days, I begin to like see collections of things in my house, and I wrote them down. I have, I have a collection of stickers, and. Uh, the way I started this collection is that whenever I go to like an REI or a Moose Jaw or a rock climbing store, I ask the people at the counter, I say, hey, do you guys have any stickers? And they say, no. And I say, yes, you do. Check under, in the corner. there'll be a thing of stickers. And I grab them. And then I'll email companies and I'll say, hey, I like your stuff. Will you send me a sticker? And guess what they do? If you didn't know that, you can go on the Internet, write any company that you know exists, and their PR people will send you free stuff. Uh, that's the way it works. I estimate my sticker collection to be valued around $100. And I'm not kidding. If I were to go on eBay and sell these stickers, there's a high demand for these stickers because cool guys like to stick them with the back of their Jeeps and stuff, and that's, that's kind of my sticker collection. Uh, stickers are stupid because I have them, and I, I never want to peel it off and use it because then that and you know, I don't have it anymore. But it just sits in a box, so kind of silly. Uh, uh, board game, I, I began to realize that I kind of have a collection of board games going, and the worst part about board games is that most of the games I buy, my friends already have. And I only play it with my friends, so it does us no good to have four copies of the same board game, but yet be a be, a uh, have um, Sadly, I've collected rocks. Uh, I stopped collecting rocks only because I like to hike, and I've told you guys that before, and I am grab a rock from, even though it's a you know, federal offense to take a rock from a National Park, because... Leave No Trace, and that's another story, but you're not supposed to do that, but you know, I just wanted rocks so I can remember every trip, and I kind of looked at all my rocks not too long ago, and I'm like, I don't remember which trip they're all from, they all look the same, so I, I kind of stopped my rock collection, but I did at one point. You know, when I go to another country on a mission trip, I collect uh, patches from different places. Um, uh, I started recently, if I go to like a South American country in a mission trip, I collect their soccer jersey. So, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff, I have uh, a collection of lanyards from all the conferences that I go to as a youth pastor, and I actually got that from pastor. If you ever go to Pastor pastor's office, he's got like a hundred lanyards uh, hanging on his door. What else? I, I, there's one or two other things. The worst, the worst thing I collected is junk. I literally had a box growing up, and I, and I got rid of this not too long ago, but I had this box of, it was junk. It was all the stuff that was too important to throw away. But really, it was that box, it's like, you probably have a drawer at home that has some of this kind of stuff in there. Like, like a hacky sack, um, a baseball card, a firecracker, uh, stickers, a calf gun, stuff that, like, you never know, you know, like last lips, stuff that's too cool to throw away, you might have some glow sticks in there, but, you know, it's weird stuff, but it's all garbage. But you keep it anyway, because you never know when you're going to use it. How many people have a drawer like that? We all have a drawer like that. We keep our junk, all right? Um, has anyone ever seen the um, the TV show Pawn Stars? It's on the History Channel. It's one of my favorite shows, just because there's just the coolest stuff comes into this store, and the, the guy Rick, uh, the owner, always says and they're like, "Oh, I can buy this because I know a collector who's going to want it." People collect everything. I mean, from I mean that show is really collecting cool stuff, but I mean everything. Um, you know, my parents have collect lots of stuff. My 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 parents aren't quite hoarders, but If if, if, if you know anything about me, uh, I live next door to my parents. And we have a massive garage at at my house, but I don't have anything in it because it's all my parents' stuff. We don't don't really have a garage because my parents have their attic full of stuff, their garage full of stuff, my garage full of stuff, and the attic and the garage full of stuff. And they just collect stuff. And the worst part about it is my dad, all the time, he, he, he uses the stuff he collects. And I get so mad Just one time, can you just throw this stuff away? But he'll he'll be on the job and like, oh, I've been saving that for 20 years, and I'm glad I knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna use it. And so I'm like, great. Now he, now he's justified the crap that is in the garage because 20 years ago he put some piece of wood in there that that he finds he's gonna use. I I really hurt my mom's feelings the other day. Uh, I went over to their house, and my mom says, Matt, I want to give something to you, and I want to give you this plate. And I was like, okay. And apparently some friend that she had made this plate, and it's got my name in it, Matthew Shemotero, in like gold. And it looks, I mean, it's, it's a really nice plate. But I looked right at her, I said, Mom, I don't want it. I don't want the plate. And she was like, but but it's important to me. But I said, yeah, but I could care less about it. I've never even seen that plate in my life. I said, was, I know, I felt really bad. I said, I said, Mom, you know what? You know what I want? I want that that bowl with the dog and the house, and it had all the words on. Because I I ate out of that plate. I remember that plate. But this plate, I could care less about. I've never seen it in my life. You can't hide a plate away from me for twenty six years and say, "Here, this this plate is so special. I want you to have it." I said, "I don't care." And then my dad looked at me and was like, you better care right now. So I took it, I took it, and I said, Mom, I'm just going to put it in, in the attic, and I'm never going to use it in my life. I'm not going to display it like I'm proud of this Matthew Schirmerter plate, plate. I'm not going to. So I took it, and where is it right now? It's in the attic. It's junk. But we all collect stuff. I want to ask you guys, something. I always ask questions to my fifth and sixth graders, how many people have a collection of something? Okay, And I want, I want answers, though. So you've got something maybe unique that everyone else might not collect. Pictures. Okay, so that's a pretty common thing to collect. That's okay. Pictures. Hot wheels. Okay, Dawson. Pencils. You collect pencils. My grandpa came over from Italy. Didn't speak much English, but he would go to the bowling alleys and he would steal all the pencils because he thought they were valuable. (laughs) (laughs) They make enough pencils to wrap around the world. Like three times every year. That's how many. You know, pencils aren't worth much unless, I guess, you got special ones. Do you have any that are worth a lot of money? Not really. Okay, Brian. What? Fishing stuff. So, you, like, you just buy lures. Probably wouldn't even. You probably have lures you've never used, right? But they, they look cool in your box, though, right? It's sweet to have that collection. You open up your tackle box, like I'm legit because I have all these lures. Cars? Pens. Like, like 50 pens or just regular pens. Don't keep your friends around me. I lose pens. I lose three a day and I go stealing from everyone else's office. Top. Bouncy balls, okay. Yeah, have, yeah. yeah. How many yeah. bouncy balls do you have in your collection? You really have 50 bouncy balls. Order, so what do you get your bouncy balls? Alright, I got to see your bouncy balls from there. Go ahead. You collect lizards? Rubber, rubber lizards. How many rubber lizards do you have? 12 rubber lizards. All uh, right, so you get the idea. You guys can share amongst you know after as you guys begin to contemplate. You be and when you guys go home, I want you to realize you probably collect more stuff than you think. Like I said, I have like 15 collections of different things. They're not like big collections that I would you know put in a museum or anything, but I just collect junk, and we all do. And uh, tonight, what I want to talk about is kind of what we value, what we deem as important. Okay and uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about you know, uh, one last thing everything's collectible you, know, like you go to McDonald's and they will tell you like, their toys are collectible and they want you to buy collectible cups they're not collectible, they're from McDonald's they're not, they're not valuable Disney DVD, every DVD that comes out every DVD ever made says collector's edition there's never an edition that's not collector's edition and they just want you to buy stuff and talk about how many people have like, a collection of Disney DVDs or VHS, you get the big fat one, that take one to my fruit. Now, I have 30 of them. We all collect different things. And guess what? They're not collectible. Because every one of us have a set of collectible DV, uh, VHS, DV tapes of the word. Nothing at all. All right? Now, right, we you guys pray with me? And we're going to kind of get into it, all right? Father, we love you. We praise you. God, as we uh, just dig into your word and, and, and look in depth at your scripture tonight, I, make, I just pray that it would come alive to us. That we would have a better understanding of why we're here and, and, and what's important in life and what we should truly value. God, I pray that you would just speak through me, that you would just open the hearts of these students. God, we would walk out of this place different. It's your name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. So, we're going to be reading on Matthew 6. So, if you have your Bibles, how many of you have your Bibles? Get it out, Matthew 6, we're going to be uh, looking, and, and it's the Sermon on the Mount, again, This is, if you heard me last time, this, this is part of uh, Jesus' mind-blowing teachings, alright, if, if you guys were here and remembered, you know, that's what John quoted it, alright, and we're going to be looking at John 6, 19 through 21, 19 to 21, in the Sermon on the Mount is this rapid fire. Uh, little blip about everything. Jesus is teaching about prayer, he's teaching about fasting, he's teaching about marriage, he's teaching about all these different things. When we get to this part, he's teaching about uh, money here in this section, okay? And I I don't want you guys to really focus tonight on on, money and material possessions uh, as much as I want you to focus the point of this verse is is what we value and what's really important, okay? We're going to go ahead and and, and get into it. Uh, Verse 19 chapter 6, verse 19, it says, and this is a pretty famous verse, many of you guys have probably heard this before, it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Alright. So I want to kind of look at this verse and I want to, I want to Break it down section by section and kind of figure out what God's talking about, what Jesus is talking about. I want to look at this first part. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now treasures is listed about eight times in this verse. So anytime you see a a, a word listed a lot, you've got to look it up because it might be important. It's really not. All it means is treasure. Treasure, box of stuff, things that are valuable. It says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And we spent some time at the beginning, we were talking about things we collect. And like I got to tell you, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday and today, and thinking about what I was going to say, and this, this idea of collecting, I couldn't get it out of my head. And so I Googled the psychology of collecting. I mean, like, why is it that humans say things that are stupid? Things that, why is it? Why do I hold on to junk? Why do I need to collect rocks to remind myself of where I've been? And it's pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of it, like I said, when you start getting into psychology, it's pretty deep. So I didn't get too deep into it, but there's a couple of things that I found out. Why do we hold on to junk? And I'm going to read this. It says, some people collect for investment, some collect for pleasure, some folks do it to learn about history, and some people save things because it helps them to fill a gaping hole called fears. Erase insecurity. For them, collecting provides order in their lives and a bulwark against the chaos and terror of an uncertain world. It serves as a protectant against the destruction of everything they've ever loved. And as I looked at that, and I read that, that made a lot of sense to me. The very last part. It serves as protection against the destruction of everything I've ever loved. Because believe it or not, I want to hold on to things I've done. I want to hold on to uh, things that have been a part of my life. I love these things. If I didn't love them, I wouldn't keep them. I would throw them little, I'd throw them away. Even when I look at it all the time, I keep them. I can't throw that away because, because I love whatever this is. And I think that has to do a lot with our priorities and, and kind of what we value. We literally love some of these things, and that's why we hold on. That's why we collect things. Dug a little deeper into the psych, psychology of collecting, and a lot of the uh, different authors and there's I mean there's books on uh, how to collect and being a good collector and finding the right thing to collect for you and it's really ridiculous uh, how much they go into collecting but a lot of the people said uh, it, it, it's really probably part of our human nature to collect things it. back back all the way to to Noah collecting animals to go on on the ark and. and and, and cavemen collecting things and storing up food and scavenging to to stay alive. Most uh, people that were experts in this subject were saying, collecting is probably in our human nature. Just as a squirrel, and our squirrel's instincts are to collect nuts for the winter, we kind of have this instinct to collect and to hold on to things. It's our human nature. And I began to look at some of these scholars on collecting, and I said, you know what? I think they're, they're right. I think that is part of our human nature. If, if, if you don't know anything uh, about some of the theology of what we believe, but we believe that we were born with a sin nature. And I think the sin nature that we're born with has a lot to do with why we collect things. We, we love things that don't matter. We love things that aren't important to God. Okay? And I think that is part of our instincts when we're bored The things of this world, they draw our attention. We ascribe value to them, even though, as we read in God's Word, they have no value. So we get back into it. Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now, whenever he tells you not to do something, he's not just going to leave you hanging, like, Okay, what do we do now? He goes on. We're not going to get that, but I'm gonna tell you, he's going to tell you why. Why don't you? store up treasures here. He says, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in, and steal." Basically what it's saying is, you know what? Don't say stuff here, because the bottom line is, it's not going to last. There's no reason to. There's no spiritual value to the things that you, you store in this world. Now you dig a little deeper and you look at this, this word, uh, rust. Rust literally means in the Greek, to eat. Now I think, Jesus, I don't think he was trying to be funny, but I think he was trying to make it real clear how much this stuff doesn't matter. Because he he says, moth and rust destroy these things. Now, if rust means to eat, okay, and we're talking about moss, moss, how many people have mothballs in their house? You know what a mothball is. The things you put in your drawers so that moss don't eat your clothes. And back in this time when this was written, a sign of great wealth, in, in, in the Far East, in the Oriental places, was to have large, um, vast quantities of really nice clothing. And so, what Jesus was saying is, Look, you can't store up all this stuff and all this clothing and, and what people think is wealthy. It's just going to be eaten. He said, Come on, people, figure it out. Literally, what you save on earth is going to be eaten by worms, moths, rats, and mildew. That's what he's saying in here. He's saying, look, don't store up stuff because worms are going to eat it. And I think he's just trying to say, like, look, if that doesn't make you understand how insignificant it does, I don't know what will. Because worms can take away your fine possessions. And if that doesn't get you, he goes on, and he says, um, he says, we're thieves breaking and stealing. And, and that day in, in, in the uh, Palestinian area, in Palestine, a lot of the homes were made out of brick. I'm not sorry, not brick. Mud and dirt. And so for a thief to break in steel was, was kinda and steal was kind of easy. They would literally dig a hole in your wall. And so, you know, today's 2010, and most of our houses are built out of bricks, but it doesn't matter. You can watch the news, and stuff gets stolen. Stuff doesn't last. Okay? And I think that's what God's, uh, sh- you know, showing us that what, what do we value? Don't store up things. Now, if you got to this point and you're, you're following with me. I hope you're not thinking to yourself, like, okay, so Pastor Matt says I'm not supposed to collect stuff. I guess I have to go, you know, throw in my collection of Beanie Babies or whatever you have at home. No, that's not the point. The point isn't you're not allowed to collect stuff. I don't care about what you collect. I don't care if you collect you know, Justin Bieber posters. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is, what do you value? What is, Does anyone have Justin Bieber posters? I might care a little bit more. All right. Anyway. The point is, what do you value? Do you value the things of God more than the things on earth? And I'm not just talking about material stuff. I'm not just talking about things you can hold. I'm talking about your actions. Is what's important to you played out in your actions? In the things you have? In your checkbook? In your time? Are you more concerned about hanging out with your friends or going to the prairie? Are you more concerned about playing video games or getting into God's Word? and that's the point the point is, is you're not allowed to collect stuff because I honestly don't care I don't know if, if God cares and, and, and I guess it's okay if you want to hold on to a group of bouncy balls. I'm not, I'm not too concerned with that but what but what do we value as, as a youth group what's important to us okay as we transition we keep reading other verse says do not store up for, uh, up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and with these break the and steal but he gives you a solution but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. So treasures in heaven. How do you gain treasures in heaven? What does that even mean? Treasures in heaven is gained by acts of obedience to God. That's what Jesus is looking for. He's saying, be obedient to me. And that's where you'll find treasure. That's where you'll find treasure. Something worthwhile. That's where you'll find something of value. Okay. Serving others and, and honoring God by doing that, that's how you store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Okay, and as, as we go on to this next verse, he closes it, this is uh, a famous verse. I love this verse. It says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And, and, and there's a million things I could say about this verse. But I want to draw your attention to something you may not have noticed before. Okay? If you have, how many, I wish you guys had your Bible so you could look at this. Because we read this section, it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And it goes on, But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, yourselves, this word yourselves, is what part of speech? It's a, it's a, what type of speech is it in the English language? It is a... You back to school. You've been in a couple weeks. I'm going to do my English class. Yourself. No, it's, it's a type of noun. It's a pronoun. It's a pronoun. It's a pronoun. So uh, hopefully you you have an English test, and you'll be in there and you'll be like, what is, oh, I learned in church what a pronoun is. Awesome. <laughs> and I'll get you, uh, hopefully, a letter grade higher. So you've got these pronouns in the first section of the scripture, and it's Plural. Jesus is telling everybody, store up for yourselves, treasure in heaven, don't store up for yourselves, treasure He's telling everybody that. But in the last part, he says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's singular. Anytime there's a change in, 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 in the way the language is, is speaking in the Bible, it's usually not by accident. And Jesus is calling some specific emphasis on, guess what? It's up to each and every one of you on your own to determine what you are going to value. So as you go around and you say, well, my youth group, you know, they kind of act like this and they, they value this. It doesn't matter. You, yourself, me, myself, have a direct responsibility to value what God tells us to value. look at that, read it with me. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. You have a direct responsibility. And like I said, the point is what we value. The point is what's important to us. And I don't want to stay just on material things, because I think that's easy to say, okay, I need to be less, you know, more uh, complacent with what what I have, and I need to give more. Okay, fine. but. I want to go a step further. This this verse is talking about more than just material things. I mean, does what we value play out in our lives? You know, we have this vision of 10,000 strong. And I hope that you value that. I hope doing God's work and storing up treasure in heaven is what you value. I hope that's important to you. But does it play out in your life? Now, there's, there's multiple ways it can play out. You can do a couple things. You could, I mean, you could join a frontline team. You could sponsor chairs. You could you know pray for those individuals. And that would all be indicative of how much we, we value people. But is it the most important thing that we value? And, and, and as I begin to... To think of how Friday nights go, and, and, and think of last year, and think of what we're going—you know—how it's gone this year. I mean, it's an amazing ministry, and people will, will say, you know, I want to know more about Christ, and we'll take them into to this—you know—side room, and we'll talk to them, and we'll give them a DVD. I mean, I value that, but I have to ask myself, how much do I value them growing in Christ? Because if I valued it as, the, I mean, the highest thing that I could, the most important thing, then guess what? I would do a lot more than just write them a letter saying, hey, thanks for coming, hope to see you Wednesday. I would make room in my life for that person. And what I want to challenge you guys to do in the, this upcoming year is to value people more than anything. To begin to ask God, will you help us to value people like you value people? because it's real easy to stay comfortable and say we value them and we want them to know Christ but and I'll do things to help them know Christ but in my personal walk in my personal life I don't have time to, to meet somebody new who doesn't know him and to disciple them. we've been talking about discipleship for the past five to six weeks and I tell you what a true disciple values other people and is willing and is willing to prove it not by being comfortable and, and just doing the things they've always done, but going out of their comfort zone and really making room for these people in their life. Making room for these people in your circle of friends here at church. And so, you know, tonight I, I shared this with you guys last no last time I spoke was a couple weeks ago. I said, I don't know why I just I have to put on my wrist. Sorry, distraction. I told you guys. I told you guys that sometimes, as a pastor, I look at the youth group, and I know that we ask a lot. I know that we ask, you know, to raise money, and some of you, you know, I think it's funny. You know, we ask you to give hundreds of dollars to these chairs. But then, and, and now some of you can't even afford to go to go to follow a tree. I mean, that's tough. And we ask you guys to take up your cross. And we ask you guys to make Jesus the number one priority. And we ask you guys to forsake some of the other extracurricular things that you would be able to do to give your high school years to Jesus. And sometimes I struggle with that. I think, man, that's so much. That's that's too much. And I, and I was preparing for this lesson... God just keeps reminding me, they know it's not too much. I mean, sometimes I get afraid that we'll push people away, that I'll push students away because and it's, just, it's too intense for them. But then I, I read verses like this says, You know what? Don't store up for yourself treasure on earth. The, the, the best thing I can do for you is to push you and to get you to understand what's important and what you should value. And I think we've done a good job of that. But tonight I, I want to kind of turn the corner. As we've been talking about what you need to give up and what you need to sacrifice and how tough it's going to be and, you know, you might not be popular at school and I want to turn the corner because I was asking myself. Do I really believe it's that tough? Do I really believe that that doing these things is, you know, when we talk about that so much, what I'm trying to say is sometimes that's, we view it as negative, like we're missing out or we're, we're struggling on earth because we're following God. But that's not case at all. So I want to read uh, if the band could come up uh, we're going to go into a time of reflection and worship in the next few moments but I, I want to be able to turn that corner and instead of man it's costing you so much it's costing you so much I want you guys to realize that giving your time and your life and your high school years to God it's, not, it, it's costing you stuff that doesn't matter. It's costing you tre- it's costing you treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and worms eat it. And, and what, you know, that's what it's costing you. Stuff that doesn't matter. And so, if I don't push you guys, it's going to cost you guys treasure in heaven. And there is a reward for you who seeks to have treasure in heaven, who seeks to do the will of God. I, I want to read a few verses. I don't want you guys to stand up. Then you guys are quiet and dead. I don't know if you're listening, or if you're just kind of not sure where we're going. I want you guys, I'm going to read some verses here. I hope to hear some amens. And I hope you guys can grasp onto this. I hope you guys understand where I'm going. I want you guys to do two things. I want you guys to understand what's important. I want you to examine your life and figure out what do you value the most. Do you value people like God values them? or just maybe a little bit maybe sometimes and then second thing do you view being a Christian as, as this big burden that's taken away or, or are you understanding that man this is a reward I want you to, to listen to some of these verses rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven for they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way guess what your reward is enough. It's, it's absolutely worth it. I don't feel bad one second for, 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 you know, for John putting this burden on you for these people and to live life selflessly and sacrificially. Because that's what God's called us to do. Your reward is in the same heaven. And guess what? That's what God ex- has expected. He, he's saying, that's what happened to the, the prophets and the disciples beforehand. That's the life they lived. And you may not receive a reward right now. What you wish? Again, in Matthew 5:46, he says, "For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors do the same, don't they? Your reward is in showing love to, to your friends. Everyone can do that. But what about the people you don't know? How much do you value those? people? how much do you value the people that maybe annoy you? What kind of love do you show them? God says there is a reward for those who love like Jesus loves." in verse 6-6 six, six, whatever when, you pray go into your room close the door and pray to the father in secret. and your father who sees in secret will reward you you don't labor in vain you don't spend time on your knees in vain the father sees it and you may not see it played out in uh, a collection of 100 bouncy balls that Jesus gives you it's going to be far greater than that it's going to be far greater than the junk that we find here on earth. Matthew 10.42 42 Whoever gives only a cup of cold water to, to one of those little ones in the name of a disciple, I tell you the truth, he will never lose his reward. God's your reward is seeking heavenly treasure. It's seeing the value in people, it's having the right value system. That's our reward in this life. I want to finish with this verse in Timothy four eighteen through nineteen. First Timothy four eighteen through nineteen. Paul's giving instructions to people who have a lot. He said, "This is what you should do." He says, "Tell them to to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous givers, sharing with others. In this way, they will save up a treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the future." And lay hold of what it is to truly live. I'm gonna read it again, and I want to hear some amens. And this way, they will save up a treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the future, and so lay hold of what is truly and what it means to truly live. Guys, we need to have the right value system when we love like Jesus loves when we begin to look at people and that's our priority, that's what we value, that's what we go after, that's what we store up, that's what we will truly live. That's when the fullness of God will come upon us and we'll live a way that makes uh, living mediocre seem boring. And you won't wonder anymore, is this worth it? I mean, it, it, it'll be amazing. And so tonight, I hope it's just not words of song, We're going to sing, you know, words about, you know, trying out for people. You know, ask yourself, when's the last time you've cried over lost people? And I'll admit, that hasn't happened to me all my life. You know, but sitting in that gym last Wednesday, just looking out, knowing that people are going to be sitting there. I I wept in tears just over who was going to be there. And I just began to ask God, help me value what you value. Help me to understand what's important. May that guide guide the way I live. So we're going to just go into a time of prayer, and we're going to worship tonight. And I, I hope that God speaks to you. I hope that He begins to rearrange what you value and what you prioritize. God, we love you. God, we confess that sometimes we don't value what you value. We confess that sometimes the things in this world become important. God, we confess that sometimes the way we act don't don't show uh, our love for you. We say it, we sing it. We do a lot of different things, God, but when it really comes down to it, when when a person enters my life that might screw up my routine, I'm not real excited about it. I don't get excited about a a new person coming into my life and uh, just... Excited is trying to have the opportunity to influence them and to teach them, to walk alongside them. So God, tonight I pray that that changes in our hearts. As we look at our friends at our school, and we look at Father, we look at people who come to know Jesus on a Friday night, they don't have any friends here. I pray that we, we value them so much that we're willing. We're not to say we're willing. But we believe your words in the Sermon on the Mount, God, that you said, "Store up treasures in heaven." God, may that be the thing we value—more precious than gold, more precious than material possessions. May we store up treasures. we we'll store when we value your people above everything. May that be. Now we want we want we want this. We, it's our heart's cry, God. Help us to live this way. Help us to truly live this way, Father. night, and sitting there praying, and it's like, God, what are you speaking to me right now? What do I to do? And uh, I want to challenge you guys with this, and I'm going to think, you know, we started the conversation about stuff we collected, but that really was my point, so I don't care about the material stuff too much, really, you know, how, how we act, the way we act, match what we value, but I think it would be a, a really awesome exercise. And I'm going to do this. When I go home I'm going to look at my stupid sticker collection, I'm going to put it on eBay and I'm going to sell. Whatever I get, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Cherish something. And, and again, it's not that I, I care and not that I think by selling my stickers that I'm going to save lost people. But I think when I do that, it's just an exercise to say that I Let let it go. Let stuff that doesn't matter go. And I think the more we can do that, just in general in our lives, it'll help us to get a better understanding of what what we value. And so I wanna challenge you guys, if if, if there's something you have at home, uh, whatever it is, something that you value, but in the end scheme of things, a worm could eat it or someone could steal it and it wouldn't really make a difference. I want you to either sell it or sell it. But if it's not worth just throw it away. Throw the garbage. You know, don't throw something your parents will be mad at you about that they got you or something, then I'll get in trouble with your emails. But, but but, try it. Throw it away. You just let it go. And it, it, it's going to be hard, because I'm already thinking about my stupid stickers that I want. And, like, and that, the silly thing is, these, these things that we value... Once it's gone, I won't care. I'm not going to go the next day and say, I wish I had that. But as an exercise, I want you, will you guys do that? And I want to I hear stories next week and say, you know, I, I threw away this. Again, this isn't going to, you know, automatically, you know, lead three people to Christ. That's not what it's going to do. But it's just going to be an exercise in your own heart. Are you willing to really say, I, I, I'm okay with throwing away the junk I don't need. It's not important. And when and, and you say it once, you begin to say it over and over again, it's, it'll, it'll help you determine the way you live in the future. You guys do that with me? It's not too weird of an ask, is it? Raise your hand, I, I you guys are trying. Will you guys do that? Very cool. If you know what you're going to throw away, tell me before we leave. Um, because I, I think just, it's a cool story. And, uh, and I, I feel like that would be an awesome action step for us to take. Um, you know, I'm sitting there in worship, you know, usually I see you know visions of you guys on Friday night, the place packed. But I really want us to to understand that to make a difference in people's lives, it's not going to be a program, it's not going to be awesome fun games, it's not going to be a message, but it's going to be when you guys are able to sit down with your friends, open up the Word alongside them, and that's what I saw: students sitting alongside each other. It's not a big Friday night. But just doing life together, opening up the word and, 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 and sharing and leading and discipling on our students, that's what's going to make a difference. And if you guys truly begin to, to value the right things and value people, that's what you guys are going to be doing. And that's what's going to make this ministry flourish. And that's what's going to store up treasures in heaven. You guys pray with me as I close. Down, we thank you for speaking to us tonight. But I pray that uh, we would take this seriously. That as we uh, approach things that we used to value and just begin to practice valuing other things and, and practicing in our lives, not valuing stuff that doesn't matter, um, I pray that you would just give us the courage to do it. That we wouldn't hold back. That we wouldn't decide, ah, you know, I'm not going to do that. It really doesn't matter. But even though it doesn't matter, let, let, do it anyway. Let's make that action step of faith. God, I pray for this ministry as a whole as we move forward into this uh, false season as we begin to just uh, passionately seek after you and go after our friends who don't know you. I pray for boldness and courage. God, I pray uh, for, for the right value system in the lives of our, uh, our youth ministry. God, as the challenges for every student here, as, as your word says, after each and every individual, they need to seek after you. They need to store up treasures for themselves. as an individual. No matter what else anyone's doing in the ministry, it what, what, doesn't matter what the parents are doing, what older students are doing, what younger students are doing, each of us, an individual, we need to take ownership and value the things that you value. Father, we love you and praise you. We ask all of this in your name. Amen. 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 Now, uh, you guys are
1: dismissed. We are